Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Golf Alternative podcast, a brand new podcast hosted by myself, Martin Matthews, aka Sundog from Sundog's Golf World, which will aim to plug that gaping hole in the golf betting pod arena between PGA Tour tips and alternative music by bringing together each week my golf betting tips from the PGA Tour alongside a playlist of some of the best alternative music out there from the recent decades, which you'll then be able to listen to after the show via Spotify. So before we get started, first things first, a health warning, uh, my health to be precise. Having not had a cold for well over two years, the 2022 golfing gods have decided to deliver me one a few days before I record my first pod. Great. To be honest, it was touch and go as to whether I would go ahead this week or wait till next week to launch, but I didn't want to miss the first week of the new year. And as they say, the show must go on. So I've decided to give it a go. Uh, apologies in advance then for any coughing, sniffing, wheeziness, etc. you may hear. Uh, hopefully it won't ruin the enjoyment and I promise this won't be the norm as we go forward. So how is it all hopefully going to work? Well, first and foremost, we'll cover each week all the areas you'd expect leading into a tournament. We'll start each episode by briefly recapping the previous week's events before moving on to an overview of what to expect in the upcoming tournament, looking at the course, the anticipated conditions, historical trends, etc. Before then launching, most importantly, into our picks for the week. Along the way, however, and this is where the fun really starts, I'll be picking some great tunes, or what I think are great tunes anyway, which link, albeit potentially in some instances fairly loosely, to the events and players we're discussing. Uh, I do say fairly loosely as I challenge anyone to continuously come up with great musical picks directly linked to PGA golf events and golfers. In fact, I will be challenging you later on. At this point, I should give another little warning, as obviously I understand not everyone who may listen in will share the same definition of great music as I do. So I do appreciate the music may not be for everyone. Basically, if your musical taste is the type of stuff you'd expect to see Phil and Amy Mickelson grooving along to at a Ryder Cup opening ceremony, for example, then the music probably won't be for you. What I would say, though, is if that's you, please do tune in still for the golf picks and skip the music if you want. Or even better, give the music a try. You never know, I may convert you. In addition, around the music each week, I'll be giving listeners a chance to win a free £5 bet. So that's about $7 if you're in the US, by picking a tune for the playlist. And I'll explain more about how this will work later on in the episode. As the weeks get rolling and assuming after they've had a listen, they don't think it's commercial suicide, I hope to start to get guests from the golf betting world on the show to discuss their thoughts on the week's event. And of course, to bring some music to the table. Finally, the aim is to keep the show to no longer than 30 to 45 minutes each week, max. As I do know, everyone's time is precious. So I hope that all makes sense. And with no events to recap from last week, let's dive straight into this week and the annual curtain raiser for the year, the Century Tournament of Champions. So... The Century Tournament of Champions was founded in 1953 and it was initially held in California and Nevada over the years before coming to the plantation course at the Kapalua Resort on the island of Maui in 1999, where it has remained ever since. Century took over the sponsorship in 2018, so are now coming towards the back end of a five-year deal. The event is open to any player who posted win a win on the previous previous year on the PGA Tour, the previous calendar year that is, 
Uh, with that is with the exception of last year, when due to all the shenanigans um, to the schedule around the COVID-19 pandemic, the uh, top 30 from the FedEx Cup standings in 2020 also got a spot in the field. This year, we revert to the standard criteria of winners only. Uh, there's 40 eligible to get in this year, and only one of the players has swerved the event, and that is Rory McIlroy. So we have a field of 39 teeing it up. Uh, one noticeable absentee this year will be uh, Dustin Johnson, who misses out for the first time since, I think, 2015, certainly for five years plus, as he didn't get a win in 2021. His winning seasonal streak is still going, though, because uh, his win at the Masters at the back end of 2020 counted for the last season. So that streak's still going, but no calendar year win for Dustin last year, so he's got the week off. Plantation course is designed, uh, or was designed by Ben Crenshaw and Bill Corr. Uh, their other noticeable design on the PGA Tour was Trinity Forest, which uh, was host to the Byron Nelson for a couple of years, but didn't go down too well with the players, unfortunately, so got canned. But um, this is their main long-standing design, um, the Plantation course. The course is just under 7,600 yards long, and it features wide fairways and huge elevation changes. The greens are Tiff Eagle Bermuda. The course unusually is a par 73. Uh, it only features four par fives, but there are only three par threes. So four par fives, three par threes, remainder par fours, gives us a par 73. In 2020, the course did undergo a redesign, again under the hands of Crenshaw and Core, to hopefully bring it back, as they put it, to how it was originally designed to play, uh, repositioning of some bunkers, etc. Uh, however, to be honest, in the two editions we've had since, uh, not really seen too much that would make me think that uh, this is a new course compared to an old course, really. The scoring was much higher in 2020, but that was more down to the wind. And last year, it was normal service resumed and a low-scoring birdie fest. So I don't think we need to put too much stall in events sort of post or pre the um, the redesign in 2019 for the 2020 edition. The course's main defence is the wind. Uh, it's exposed to the Pacific Ocean. And the winds in particular we will hear about this week are the trade winds. Now, I don't know if anyone's curious, but uh, I actually Googled the official definition of a trade wind. And a trade wind, according to the dictionary, is, if you're interested, a wind blowing steadily towards the equator from the northeast in the northern hemisphere or the southeast in the southern hemisphere, especially at sea. Two belts of trade winds encircle the Earth, blowing from the tropical high-pressure belts to the low-pressure zone at the equator. So there you go. That's what a trade wind is. Uh, I'm still none the wiser, to be honest. It's a wind as far as I'm concerned. But the, we will be hearing about the trade winds this week, and they are key to this course. Uh, we will say here plenty about them from Mark Rolfing in particular, who is uh, a local resident and I'm sure will be on the Golf Channel, uh, as he always is for this event. And he will be telling us all about the trade winds. So um, that's the key, really, uh, mastering those winds here. You would think at the length of the course that it would be a bomber's paradise, uh, but it's not particularly. If we look at the results over the years, we have Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, and Jordan Spieth all posting victories in the last 10 years. 
a good example of why it's not a bomber's paradise would be the 660-yard 18th hole, which is a par 5. And in normal terms, you would expect a 660-yard hole to be reachable only for the biggest of hitters, but not here. With the huge elevation changes, you see 400-plus-yard drives, as we did do from DJ. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was 400 and something or other plus um, a couple of years back and basically the whole field can reach this in two because of the elevation changes as i say we'll come back to the wind if the wind doesn't blow this basically turns into a putting contest and that's why you'll see the high the, the low scores um you know the, the mid minus 20s etc like we did last year uh, i think ernie ells once shot minus 30 something or other around here going back in the day so let's take a look at the betting markets briefly and uh, we have two players who are vying for favoritism at the top John Rahm and Justin Thomas. Uh, you can get, uh, or you could before I started to record, um, nine to one just in a place for Justin Thomas, but really it's 17 to two, a couple of places, and eight to one predominantly. And John Rahm, similarly, 17 to two, eight to one. Behind this duo, we have uh, Colin Morikara at 10s, Bryson and Victor Hovland both at 12s, Xander Schofley at 14s. Patrick Cantlett, 16s, um, the man of the hour, Sam Burns, 18s, and Jordan Spieth at 20s um, make up the first uh, half dozen plus in the betting. Looking at those, my brief thoughts overall, I mean, you can't rule any of them out, obviously, but um, Spieth looked very rusty. When he teed it up at the hero, obviously, he's just welcomed his first child, him and his wife. So you wonder how ready he's going to be for action this week. Uh, Canley hasn't teed it up in, well, a good couple of months or so now. So, again, can't really be sure what to expect from him. You wonder how much um, Morikawa will be raring to go. I mean, he's obviously a dedicated professional, but he had such a year last year. You'd think he might have put the uh, clubs away briefly. So... It's a lot of speculation, basically. Justin Thomas was uh, last seen most recently out of this bunch at the Father-Son Challenge, but uh, he couldn't uh, couldn't manage to win that this year. So, uh, But he does come in, of course, with uh, Jim Bones Mackay on the bag now, and JT obviously loves it here, so he certainly can't, can't be dismissed in any way, shape or form, and I'd expect him to be in the hunt come Sunday. John Rahm, don't really know what to expect from him. Again, he tends to be the type of character to me who'd put his feet up over the winter so or over the break, so who, who knows? But um, I guess if I was if I was going to be siding with uh, Rahm or JT, it would probably be, it would be JT this week. But um, yeah. Anyway, we'll come on to the bets in a bit, obviously. But uh, first of all, let's look a little bit at the history of the event. And this is where it gets quite interesting for me. Basically, as you'd expect, of course, for an event with winners in and only winners as a rule, big names win it. And only three of the last 10 winners here, uh, Harris English last year, Xander Chauvelet and Steve Stricker, have not become or were not at the time of winning major champions. So this is not exclusively, but um, fairly heavily the the... the ground if you like for the big guns to to post a win most strikingly to me though in this event is the number of previous starts that players have made here before they do post a win 
The event obviously is open, as a rule, say to everyone who's won the previous year. And of course, there are plenty of first-time winners. So you would think that uh, a first-time winner would come here and win at some point. But certainly in the last 10 years, that's not been the case. Uh, experience very much counts. And if we look at the role of honour over the recent years, it's very telling to see how many wins people have had before they posted a victory here. We go right back to 2012. Steve Stricker had 11 PGA Tour wins. Dustin Johnson had six previous PGA Tour wins. Zach Johnson, 10 previous PGA Tour wins. Patrick Reed, three. Jordan Spieth, six. Uh, Thomas, two. By the time we got to DJ again in 2018, he had 16 wins to his name. Xander had won three times. JT, a couple of years ago, had 11 to his name by the time he won here. Uh, and uh, Harris English had a couple of wins to his name. So... No one has won this in the last 10 years who had literally just the first PGA Tour win uh, and was, you know, pitching here for the first time. Also, of those last 10 winners, only three of them, Harris English, Xander Chauvelet and Justin Thomas, won here on their second visit. So, again, you know, really experience is absolutely key. Um, the other thing I'd also say about one of those three I just mentioned, Harris English, is that he hadn't won in the previous year. He was one of those players who got into this last year on the back of the top 30 FedEx Cup finish. So he was still hungry for that win. It had obviously been several years since he'd had a win. He was trending very nicely. His form was great. He'd done everything but win in 2020. So he came here with something to prove and looking for that win. He, he wasn't someone who posted the first win and was sort of resting on their laurels. So why is it that um, only two players, or three players, I should say, had come here and won with their second start well course experience first and foremost it's a unique quirky course with the huge elevation changes uh you have to get used to the greens uh and of course you have to get used to those trade wins so you know you, you, it's not a course you just pitch i suppose a little bit like augusta or something it's not a course you just pitch up and win it in the first attempt then, to me, and perhaps as, as, as big as this um, experience on the course, is the whole made-it-to-Hawaii sort of factor. Um, I think it's quite telling when you look at the interview a player gives after they've won their first PGA Tour event. So, sort of picture the scene. We've got uh, a player on the edge of the 18th green with a wife, um, girlfriend, etc., uh, maybe young family um, celebrating the win Amanda Balionis comes out and sort of says well you know how does it feel to one you, your first time you're going to Augusta and you're going to Hawaii in January you know doesn't that sound fun and basically you get this response of absolutely you know it'll be amazing we'll take the family be a vacation etc and I think that's pretty much what you see for a lot of these guys the first timers they 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 the first time winners, I should say, they pitch up here, they're in awe of the view, you know, they've made it, basically, there's a guaranteed check there, it's a no-cut event, obviously, and they've probably rested on their laurels a little bit over the Christmas break, and they're there for a holiday, don't get me wrong, they're trying, of course, they've done their prep, uh, they want to play as well as they can, but I think the combination of getting to know the course and 
being a bit of a comfort zone, guaranteed check, means that they're not hungry and motivated to win. Whatever of those reasons it is, whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But the, the fact is there, you know, it's in black and white. It's an incredibly poor place for first-time winners. Um, yeah, well, you just don't see them, basically, and you haven't seen them in the last 10 years. In fact, taking it even further than that, only two players in the last five years have finished in the top five on their debut here. Uh, I'll stand correct on that, but I believe it's two players in the last five years have finished in the top five on their debut here, and they're Sungjae Im last year and John Rahm back in 2018. So, again, that rubber stamps that it's really not a place for first-timers. So, if you're looking this week, and you can never say never, but if you're looking this week at the guys, you know, the hot hands, Taylor Gooch, Sam Burns, etc., of course, I'm not going to rule them out, but um, that's enough to put me off from this week, basically. So, what can we expect from the weather this week and uh, those winds? Well, the temperatures, first of all, uh, I wish I was there. Uh, very warm. Well, warm for this time of year anyway, what we're used to. Uh, in the low 80s, predominantly dry, the possibility of a shower in the early part of the week, but um, basically we look like getting a good week. Uh, the winds, well, we haven't got anything like 2020 when they caused you know, mayhem to a certain extent, uh, but there looks, as the forecast stands at the moment, to be enough there to keep the players honest uh we're looking at 15 to 20 miles an hour across the week so you know there'll certainly be a little bit of a factor and again if if the player doesn't know them or isn't comfortable in the wind then you know that you're thinking about that that could be a factor and again it's enough to put me off um as a whole first time as this week although uh, i'll come on to that in more detail in a bit obviously now as we know um Running alongside the uh, golf picks in this podcast, we're going to have some music and we're going to have a musical playlist um, of what I think are some great tunes, as I say, uh, which you'll be listen to, able to listen to alongside on um, Spotify afterwards. I'll post the link on Twitter, etc. And it's time for our first song of the playlist and you'll start to get a picture of the type of sort of links I'm looking for. And the first song is going to be... Um, by Weezer and it's Island in the Sun. We're off to Maui this week. Uh, I wish I was heading to Maui, but I'm not. Um, the sun will be shining, I'm sure. Uh, Maui is a fabulous island in the sun and Weezer are a fabulous band. Uh, this comes from their second album, which was a self-titled album titled Weezer. Uh, in 2001, it was released and um, it's one of the more melodic numbers from Rivers Como or Cuomo and the gang. Um, I do love that name, Rivers Cuomo, by the way. Um, often wonder if it was real or where it came from, but uh, apparently he was brought up in an ashram in Connecticut. So it's obviously is his real name. And so here we have it on the playlist. Remember, listen to it afterwards, Island in the Sun by Weezer. So... Let's move on to the picks this week. And my first pick, uh, nothing too predictable about this one, or I should say nothing too unpredictable about this one, it's very predictable, uh, is going to be Xander Chauvelet. And uh, I'm going to be going three points each way on Xander Chauvelet. At the time of writing, 14 to 1 is available for six places each way, which if we look at Xander's record here, looks a bit of a bet to nothing really for the each way. And I guess that's how I'm viewing it to a certain extent with a little bit of caution with so many unknowns 
going into this week. So six places available for 14 to 1 at the time of, uh, say, time of writing, at the time of recording. Uh, and uh, that's available with Betfred and Hills. So you can also get, I should say, for 14s, um, five places with uh, Bet Victor and Bet365, but six places with Betfred and Hills. So why Xander? Well, of course, we need only to look at his... Um, course history here that's the first and foremost reason i'm plumping for him he was 22nd on his debut when he got to grips with things and since then he's gone win in 2019 uh runner up in a playoff when he really should have won in 2020 and fifth last year uh 2021 so he obviously totally loves the place basically I think the other thing as well that's even more impressive is uh, we've got the one and the two, obviously. So he's he, in those first two years, basically, or I should say years two and three of him here, he wasn't beaten over 72 holes. And then last year, fifth might seem a little bit of a slump, but he came here on the back of um, COVID and basically was completely undercooked, hadn't had any prep, um, basically been doing the isolation period over the... Christmas, New Year, and um, he, you know, was getting his game back in shape as he went, basically. So he wasn't uh, where he'd wanted to have been this time last year, yet he still came in here and managed the top five. So I'd see that as another huge plus, really. So basically everything's there. Xander totally loves this place and, you know, it's there for everyone to see. I also do like the fact that... Um, Xander, I think, of all the players this week, will be hugely motivated or most motivated because although this is an event for winners on the PGA Tour, actually, Xander didn't win on the PGA Tour last year. In fact, he hasn't won on the PGA Tour since his win here in 2019. Uh, he got in here last year on the back of um, the top 30 FedEx Cup finish in 2020. In 2019, as I say, he was champion here but this year he gets in on the back of uh, his olympic gold medal so I'm, I'm not sure to be honest if this is something that's sort of written into the rules per se long term for this that whoever wins the gold medal in the olympics if they're not already exempted to this event gets in or if somehow xander's got should we call an exemption i mean it's it's obviously is an exemption to a certain extent but um because he didn't win on the pga tour but uh either way he's here uh you look at the pga tour website there's a nice picture of him holding his gold medal and that's why he's in the field so zander needs to win again that's the bottom line um he hasn't done so for three years now this week he's had numerous opportunities runner-up finishes etc and I think this week of everyone, he will be arguably the most motivated. Um, I have to laugh whenever I think of Xander because uh, my good lady, um, Mrs. Sundog, she uh, she laughs whenever she hears his name because uh, she says it reminds, reminds her of a French pastry chef or like Madame Cholet out of the Wombles, so she can't take him seriously. Obviously, she doesn't follow golf. Uh, I'm taking Xander very seriously this week. Uh, he will be playing a lot better than Madame Cholet, I suspect, and um, he is my main pick to win this week. So it's three points each way on Xander Cholet at 14 to 1. So in keeping with the pod, we will have a song for Xander. And of course, as the Olympic champion, it can't be anything other than Olympian by Gene. Um, I love Gene 
brilliant band. This is their title track from their debut album in 1995. They were labelled very much as a sort of wannabe Smiths with uh, Martin Rossiter as a wannabe Morrissey, but they are way better than that to me. They're a fantastic band. I've been lucky enough to see them a few times live over the years. They've got some tremendous tracks and Olympian is one of them. And um, yeah, please do give it a listen. It's an amazing song. So that's Olympian by Gene. uh, And that's our second song for the playlist this week. Right. I'm going to have a glug of water. Excuse me. Hopefully not something I'll be having to do every week, but as I say, forgive me battling through with this cold slash cough. So let's move on. Second pick for me this week is Sung Im. And I've already mentioned that Sung Jae is one of only two debutants by my reckoning to post a top five here in the past five years alongside John Rahm. And that was last year when he finished fifth. And what was really telling to me about uh, Sungjae last year was his stats for the week. And if we look at his long game, he was seventh off the tee, sixth in approach, and basically led the field for the week from tee to green. However, he was 35th in putting uh, in a field of, I think, 45 teed it up last year. So normally very reliable on the Bermuda greens, which he loves and posted his widow at Honda. But as I came back, come back to what I was saying earlier, first timers here getting used to those um, large undulating greens. Basically, Sung Jae struggled on the putting services last year. I would expect a much better performance from him on the greens this week. And if he can improve with the flat stick, then and obviously keep the long game as it was last year, he is going to put in a massive performance. Sungjae's not played since Houston, so that's sort of mid-November, etc. So again, we go slightly into the unknown as to what to expect. But with no disrespect to Sungjae, he doesn't strike me as the sort of player who would come in here underprepared. I don't expect to... uh, I've not looked at his Instagram, if indeed he does have an Instagram, but I wouldn't be expecting to see pictures of him out partying over the Christmas holiday, um, off on a yacht somewhere or whatever. Um, I expect him to be prepared and raring to go, um, as he was, of course, last year. Last year, he pitched up here, having won at the Honda, and having finished second at the Masters in November, and he was still ready to go. So, you know, he doesn't strike me as the sort of guy who's going to be having rested on his laurels. The other thing here, let's, let's you know, let's make no bones about it. Um, Sungjae is still only 23 years old. So he's actually a year younger than Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. Now, of course, Morikawa has separated himself from the field or the young guns field with his two major wins. But um, at the end of the day, Sungjae has achieved, well, he's, he's won two it could be arguable, well, certainly with the Honda, it could be argued slightly bigger profile titles than, than uh, Victor had. Obviously, Victor's maiden win came in an opposite field event. Uh, yes, Victor added the hero just before Christmas, but, um, you know, Sungjae certainly matching him. But um, we look at the odds this week, and uh, Victor's basically half Sungjae's price. He's 12 to 1, and Victor, um, 
uh, Sungjae Sori is available at um, 25 to 1. I mean, it was um, 28 earlier in the day, uh, and you could actually get some 30s yesterday, but uh, I think people have wised up to the fact that he was a bit overpriced. So, I don't know. Is, is Victor too short? Possibly slightly. Is Sungjae Im a bit too big? Yeah. Now, whether they whether Sungjae should be as short as Hovland... I'm not saying that's necessarily the case because obviously Hovland comes in here on the back of the win, but I certainly think they should be much closer in odds. And um, to me, Sungjae Im looks a cracking bet at 25 to 1 this week. Um, as I mentioned, it's tough to come here and win on, well, certainly on your first visit and indeed on your second visit, but it can be done. Xander Schofle did it uh, recently in 2019, and we can clearly see that um, Songjae took to the track last year, certainly from a long game point of view. And if he can improve with the putter, uh, which, as I say, all things point to the fact he should do on Bermuda Greens, then I would expect a, a very big week from him so uh so second pick for the wing for the week um some jm at 25 to 1 two points each way a song for sunjay well i've just been talking about how young he is and he got his second win on tour at um the shrine is in las vegas so let's have a song from a band um from las vegas uh and that's the killers i'm hoping it'll be killer sunjay this week not killer cantley but killer sunjay and um we will have when we were young by the killers uh, i remember being 23 and uh, i didn't play golf like sunjay and uh, i never ever will in my dreams obviously so yeah second tune for the playlist from the killer's second studio album sam's town released in 2006 when we were young uh, a great um great sing-along tune so i'm sure you all know it right on to our third pick for the week and pick number three is having said all i've said against first timers i'm gonna pick a first timer so i shall be the contrarian with my third pick for the week and this is just a hunch, really. I don't know what to say. Ever since this field was published, I've been staring at the name Cameron Davis. And I don't know what, well, I do know why. I'll explain in a minute. But I've learned ever since I've been doing the golf selections and write-ups and obviously selections long before I started my uh, blog, etc. that if you have a hunch for someone at three-figure odds, you have to go with it because on occasions that I haven't done, and they've not necessarily won, but they've, uh, um, you know, placed, uh, then you just feel sick to the teeth, basically. Uh, I think I mentioned when I backed Cameron Champ, another Cameron last year when we were on board at uh, 125 to 1 when he got his win, that um, the previous time I'd really had a hunch for backing Cameron was when he won at, uh, gosh, I remember where it was he won now. Was it the Safeway? Um he won, um, yeah, I think it was the Safeway. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but he won his second event uh, at the beginning of the fall the previous year. And I had been really keen on him that week and for some reason moved away from him and he duly won up something ridiculous like 200 to 1. So uh, to be honest, um, apart from at the odds, uh, Cameron Champ was my most satisfying win last year, uh, 2021, because um, that was um, uh, a revenge dish best served cold, as it were. But um, anyway, back to this week's Cameron, Cameron Davis. So 
I've been staring at his name ever since this list was published, and I just think it's the sort of course he will play well at. Um, you can never be too sure with Cameron Davies because he is does blow a bit hot and cold, but it just um, everything seems to fit him from what I can see. He's long off the tee, you know, he's in the top. 30 or so in driving distance on tour but um he's certainly not the most accurate so the wide open fairways will suit him here uh when on song he's good with a putter um he's great by the coast as a whole uh and he's good in the wind um i actually looked uh look back over the last two calendar years at all the starts um cameron has made on coastal tracks, whether it be shorter ones or, you know, you sort of Tory Pineses or uh, PJ Nationals or what have you. Uh, and he's actually made the cut in 10 out of 12 events and played strongly in a lot of them. Uh, the only venue he's missed the cut at uh, by the coast in the last two years um, is the uh, RSM Classic, where he's missed the cut twice. So he obviously doesn't like Sea Island, but um, he does tend to like it by the coast. Uh, he was ninth at the Sony Open in 2020, which was played in very strong winds. Um, so he's got fond memories of a trip to Hawaii. Uh, Honolulu will be next week. Uh, we know he likes it in the wind, as I say. Um, and he was eighth at the Honda as well. So, again, that's a nice link, uh, a good performance on a tough Bermuda Green test, although a tough test we we you know, we we know he can perform in the wind on the Bermuda Greens. Then, of course, we come to the Aussie link. Um, Aussies have a good track record here over the years. We have Stuart Appleby winning three times in a row back in the noughties. Uh, and we have Jeff Ogilvy winning twice in a row as well. So, again, we know Aussies play well here. Why do they play well? Well, it's quite possibly was a case, not, not of course this year, but possibly a case historically that they will be coming off the back of their summer season. So they'll be game sharp. So we need to factor that in because that's uh, not what's um, been going on with, with Cam this time around, of course. But also we can't forget that um, Cameron Davis Loves the wind, and Aussies love the wind. So I'll come back to that factor again, the wind this week. Uh, he was brought up in Sydney, so it's understandable he plays well uh, by the coast and in the wind. So if the wind does blow this week, let's expect uh, Cameron to be comfortable. He also likes a birdie fest. That's the other thing that brings me to him a little bit this week. He won his title at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, with an 18 under total and his other best performance last year last calendar year was at the amex where he was third with a minus 20 total so you know yeah basically he's he's capable of bursts of low scoring he's always a great dfs pick for those um those playing um some DraftKings this week uh, i'd certainly have him in a no cut event in my team and uh, we'll be putting him in my team he'll make plenty of birdies it's a case of how many bogeys he throws in and um yeah at least i hope he makes plenty of birdies so he's he's capable of some something extra special obviously we've seen that from when he won his australian open so um to me he, he's worth the risk at 125 to one 125 to one i should say is available for six places with Sky, Skybet, 
Oil Sports and Bet Fred. So apologies, I think I didn't mention his odds when I first uh, rolled into Cameron. So 125 to one, fifth of the odds first six with Skybet, Boils and Bet Fred. Just an aside, um, I mean, touched on um, Cameron as an Aussie. I, I do think, and again, I'll be playing him in my DFS team this week. Um, I, was, I was close to contemplating Matt Jones for similar Australian wind-playing reasons. He has got some history here. He finished 11th on his previous uh, an early trip here several years back. He's also got that Honda link, which uh, I do quite like here. Uh, having won the Honda last year, of course. So I think Matt Jones as a DFS pick is certainly someone worth thinking about. So I just think Cameron Davis has got that little bit of extra class. Could I see Cam Davis coming and winning here as a first-timer? Highly unlikely for all the reasons I've given. But 125 to 1, he's a great each-way bet. And could he win as a first-timer? He's got that bit of pedigree that you wouldn't be absolutely flabbergasted if he did. Uh, Matt Jones, he's obviously playing here for his second time. I don't see him as a winner in this company, this, you know, level of company across the board, you know, Sunday afternoon up against uh, uh, JT, Isander, uh, Victor, Amorakar, etc. So he might well ram that comment down my face and prove me wrong uh he's obviously a highly accomplished player great putter and if we get a bit of a birdie fest if the wind doesn't pick up then he, he's someone who could certainly perform well and so uh, look at him from a dfs pick point of view but um of the two cam davis just got the the nod at um pretty comparable odds Let's have our third tune for the playlist this week. And it's going to be another one. Well, I say another one. It's going to be one from uh, another great band who come from Sydney, uh, same as um, Cameron Davis. And I'm going to go with something from The Vines and uh, a song called Winning Days. Uh, it's the title track of their second album that was released in 2004. And uh, did I say it was our third tune for the playlist this week? Of course, it's our fourth tune for the playlist this week. And it's a belter. Uh, the Vines, I think, are still going. And um, they're a much underrated band. Um, the lead singer, Craig Nichols, I know, has suffered from a lot of mental health problems uh, over the years. I'm not sure how he's doing these days, but hopefully he's doing well. But I uh, don't know if I've got any Vines fans listening in, but it's a cracking tune. Um, really, one of their more melodic numbers. And... Um, yeah, again, do give it a listen. So just the three picks for this week. Obviously, once we get back to the full field events, uh, we'll be looking at uh, four or five plays or five, six plays in a week. But uh, just the three picks for this week. And um, I'm now going to explain how you can win a free bet each week. So as I mentioned earlier, there'll be a £5 free bet available, approximately $7. For those in the US, no idea what it translates to from other people listening to other parts of the world, sorry, but um, £5 free bet. And what I'm looking for you to do is to contribute by picking a tune for the playlist. So 
I want a great tune, something that uh, would fit in with the keeping of the uh, musical tone, as it were. So uh, when Ricky wins this year, which uh, I think he will do, please don't come up with Back for Good by Take That because it won't be getting on. But um, yeah, so great tunes and basically something that either relates to, as we move forward, last week's event or this week's upcoming event. So it can be anything. It could be a play on the course. I mean, you obviously got the idea from, um, for example, Islands in the Sun by Weezer or Islands in the Sun by Weezer, that kind of thing. Uh, it can be something to do with the course, something to do with the sponsor, something to do with the winner last week, uh, the location, the city we're in this coming week, someone, something to do with whoever won the event last year. Or it could be something that happened the previous week in the field. Um, so we could have had a you know, we could have had a meltdown or a record whole playoff or, you know, a rules controversy or something. So, so as I say, something that um, either ties in with the previous week's event or the upcoming week's event. Uh, don't just give me a song that links to a random player who's teeing up in the field. Obviously, I'm putting players songs up for the players we picked, but I'm looking for something to do with the event, basically. So, yeah anything of the kind of idea I've given. So what I'm going to ask you to do is to message me by a Monday at 6pm UK time on Twitter. Um, do be following me. Of course, I know most of you listening will probably be following me on at Sundog Monkey. Uh, please do follow the new pod Twitter feed. So that's at the golf alter pod so at the golf a-l-t-e-r pod um of course i wanted the at the golf alternative pod but it was too long um so yeah um at the golf alter pod and basically send me your tunes suggestions by 6 p.m uk time so that's 1 p.m eastern time in the states on the monday if more than one person picks the same tune that I'm going to go with, uh, I will be using or giving the free bet to the person who picked it first, basically. I'll include that winning tune or winning tune, that selected tune in the pod, and we'll obviously confirm in the pod who has had their tune picked. And I will ask that person to then message me through Twitter. Uh, I'll make sure I'm following them back. As I say, please do be following the Golf Alter Pod. I'll be following them back so they can DM me, um, direct message me, and I will be asking them by 6pm on the Tuesday to give me their pick um, for the week for the free bet. Uh, the bet will be then put on, put on win only. It'll be put on via the exchange here, um, which obviously everyone in the UK will be more than familiar with. And I'll be putting it on on the Tuesday evening. So whatever the price is on the Tuesday evening. So if the, the odds fluctuate slightly up or down as the week goes on, that's the luck of the draw. But um, yeah. And if the player then wins... I will PayPal the person their winnings, less the stake. So I hope you do pick some winners because otherwise it'll be costing me a five every week. Uh, I will basically PayPal the person their winnings, less the stake. So hope that all makes sense. Pick the song, send it to me by 6 p.m. UK time on the Monday. I will pick a tune, put it on the playlist, announce it on the pod and invite that individual to send me their bet by 6pm on the Tuesday, and the rest will hopefully take care of itself. 
an example of the sort of tunes that I'm looking for. This one was actually suggested to me when I said the pond was going to launch this week, and it came by um, came from Big Day Buses, one of our followers on Twitter. So um, I hope you're listening in, Big Day Buses. Uh, and he actually suggested a fantastic tune, which I'm going to add into this week's pod, which is American English by Idlewild, um, a fabulous Scottish band. Um, this is from their third album, The Remote Part, in 2002 it was released. And, of course, the play we have here is that uh, last year's winner of the event was the American Harris English. So American English by Idlewild, um, who have, um, not to be outdone by Rivers Como, uh, have Roddy Woomble as their lead singer, which is another of the uh, top ten rock and roll names of all time, I think. So, um, yeah, a brilliant tune. again listen to it on the pod so that's our fifth song for the week and at big day buses i am going to give you a five pound free bet this week so um i hope you're listening in or hope you do listen and please do message me i'll contact you to let you know as well because i appreciate it's the first week but please do message me via twitter your first or your pick i should say for the first event of the year by 6 p.m. Tuesday, UK time. And uh, I won't be offended if you don't pick one of my players. Don't worry. So let's we recap where we are. Um, first of all, let's run through our bets for the week. And we have three points each way on Xander Chauvelet. 14 to 1, fifth of the odds for six, available at the time of recording with William Hills and Bet Fred. Three points each way, 14 to 1. Pick two, Sung Jae-im, two points each way at 20 to 5 to 1, fifth of the odds for six, available with Skybet and Bet Fred. And finally, Cameron Davis, one point each way at 125 to 1, Fifth of the odds for six. Available with Skybet, Paddy Power, Betfair, and Betfred. So it's Xander, Sung Jae-im, and the roll of the dice on Cam Davis. Our playlist for the week, which you will be able to listen to afterwards. Um, I'll link it up via Spotify. Please do give it a listen, even if you do like um, Celine Dion or something like Phil Mickelson, um, or you're a Take That fan. Um, give it a listen. You never know. You might like some of these tunes. So uh, we have Weezer, Island in the Sun, Olympian by Gene, When We Were Young by The Killers, Winning Days by The Vines, and American English by Idlewild. And I'm going to add one last tune into the playlist this week. So there'll be six tunes in there. And this will be about commercial as it gets. Um, I'm going to have a tune of optimism for 2020, 2022, 2020, 2022. Yes, that's right. Um, and it's a tune of optimism. And it is High Hopes by Panic at the Disco. Um, I know little about Panic at the Disco. I think they would be classed as an emo band, possibly. But um, I will confess to not being able to name you their lead singer or knowing too much about them. But what I do know is when I've been in the US um, the last few years, and hopefully again this year, um, obviously not been for the last couple of years, but certainly in 2019 and early 2020, this song was on the radio every two minutes and it sort of gets in your head. Um, so 
we've got high hopes for 2022 and we will have panic at the disco to play us out as uh, the dj would say this week so thanks everyone for listening um it'll get better I hope, um, from the sniffling and snuffling point of view, certainly. As I say, I'm looking forward to getting some guests on as the week goes forward. Please give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Um, I appreciate I'm trying something a little bit different with the music here. So, And some of you will be wondering what on earth I'm babbling on about with some of these bands that you've never heard of. But, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it anyway. Uh, I'll be back next week. So in the meantime, let's back some winners. And don't forget, Turn the music up loud.